0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Bear and Money. I am Ryan Burkle. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a statement that we commonly hear. And that statement is, I will be in a lower tax bracket when I retire.
1: One of those things that everyone says, and then when you actually analyze it, you're like, wait a second. No, I,
0: I don't want less income. Wait, no. <laughs> So before we dive into that, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh,
1: today we are drinking the original from Hofbräu, which is or Hofbräu, which is a uh, a Munich lager. It's one of the uh, the pure beers in uh, from Germany. Has all of four different ingredients in it. One of which is water. Uh, it is five point one percent alcohol, twenty four IBUs. When you think of like the typical German light beer, this is what you're thinking of. It is just a classic beer.
0: So if you're at your local, uh, I don't total wine store, at least we've got those on the West coast. Not sure if we've got those on the East coast, but in the Seattle lo-
1: area, you can find it in most grocery stores. It's uh, you'll see it. It's a, uh, kind of a yellow label with a a blue little like circle ellipse and it has HB for Hofbräu on it and a crown.
0: So make sure you try that out. Solid beer, solid as, as Alex said, it's a light beer. So one of those solid, just casual drinking drinking beers and it's for for German beer, rather light.
1: (laughs) And if you go to Munich, absolutely recommend going to the actual
0: brew house. Hoffbry. So let's get into the the topic at hand here. So we're gonna, we're going to talk about this topic, and we're actually going to do a little math exercise to to really kind of prove, um, I guess, a point that we'll try to get across here. So and should we have people like get out pen and paper and like? If you're driving, no, I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's talk about it here, right? So I mean, plenty of people that we speak to when we talk about, you know, taxes and and whether or not they should defer the taxes in their retirement plan, right? Some of it is just a regurgitation of what they've heard um, from maybe the media or from someone that told them that they should put money into their traditional retirement plan. But have they really looked at it from a standpoint of, will they really be in a lower tax when they retire? Right. So let's just stop and think about this for a second. So we're going to talk about just a married couple with kids. Right.
1: And Brian, even before we go there, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about why identifying the tax bracket is important because there's this, again, it's another myth, but it's that you want to take the deduction today because then you get to compound. The, the deduction that you're, you get, to, you get compound growth on the deduction. On
0: the money you didn't pay taxes on yet. Yeah, exactly. But, but before we even go there, right? So we got a married couple with kids. What tax deductions do they have now that they won't have when they retire?
1: Well, maybe they get to itemize their deductions because they've got a mortgage. They've got property taxes and they've got other things, other expenses. They may or may not have the child tax credits, the credits for contributing to retirement plans. There are a bunch of different deductions that we get during our working years that we may not get during our retirement years.
0: And to take that one step further, so the the common... Statement that's out there is right. So, you, you, when you retire, you can live off 80% of the income that you were making pre retirement, right? So, in, in simplest form, if we're making 100K a year, you're, you could retire living on 80,000 a year.
1: And that might be totally accurate based on how much you're saving and if you are able to pay off your mortgage at the time that you retire.
0: And then to take that one step further, you made the comment early on where if you really analyze the fact that you said you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, do you want to be?
1: One of the things that you and I talk about with our clients all the time is what's the most
0: expensive day of the week for you? Exactly. At right. Saturday, right? When you retire, especially the first call it 10 years of retirement. That's normally your most active year, retirement years, that is. And maybe it's your most active years for all I know, because, and this is a whole nother episode we should probably record, <laughs> Alex, because how many people are saving to live a life when they retire rather than living life today? Yeah, it's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> totally different to episode. But the fact is, is you you get to retirement. When do you want to do travel? Well, I'm going to travel when I retire. Okay. When I retire, I'm going to make sure I spoil my grandkids. When I retire, I'm going to do golf every day. Like I'm doing ultra stereotype here,
1: but. You mean buying the RV and jumping in that and driving across the country?
0: I don't know. Jeff Burklow. <laughs> so I forgot about that. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't intended as a shot. It's not a shot. It's, it's what it is. And so think about that for a second. When you retire, like just that, those statements alone, does that really have you need 80,000 a year rather than a hundred? Maybe, maybe I'll give you a maybe. Sure. Right. If
1: every day becomes the most expensive day of the week for you, everything just got more expensive. And the other thing that comes along with that is there's kind of two different components to this. Lifestyle inflation. One is the stuff that we're consuming today is going to be more expensive tomorrow. But the bigger and more insidious thing is we're going to be consuming other things that are likely going to be more expensive in the future. And a good example of that is like smartphones at this point smartphones are in the us pretty much universally adopted and 15 years ago they didn't really exist what 25 years ago the internet didn't really exist
0: yeah what else might come out in the next 50 years that you might spend money on that you would never conceived of right But so let's just focus on the taxes here, right? So people think that they're going, that they should, and by the way, I wanna be, uh, we wanna be clear on this. This is not a blanket statement saying that everyone will retire in a higher tax break or the same tax bracket. Sure as you know what, everyone's not gonna retire in a lower tax bracket.
1: Our goal is to get you to examine it and intentionally think about it and proactively make the decision for yourself in an informed manner.
0: So, we're going to do a calculation here where we're going to have, you know, two twins. Let's just say that, twin A and twin B. Twin A did the traditional pre tax, traditional 401k, deferred the taxes, right? And his thought was, or her thought was, I'm going to let the money that I haven't paid taxes on compound over time for the next 30 years. Twin B is going to say, I'm going to take the Roth approach. I'm going to pay the taxes today and let my money compound over the years. And I get to pull the money out tax-free when I retire.
1: So we're going to ignore limits and any previous decisions that these people have made. We're just going to assume person A is doing everything in the deductible manner, uh, the traditional manner, and person B is doing it 100% in the Roth manner.
0: And the tax bracket we're going to put them in is 20%. We're, we're just kind of making this up for this calculation. It'd be the same no matter what tax bracket, right? It is the same. same. For simplistic sake, we're choosing 20%. So twin A, right? She or he chose, he's got a hundred thousand or she's got a hundred thousand already in their 401k. They're putting nineteen thousand dollars a year into that 401k. They're going to get, obviously, not guaranteed for this calculation, seven percent rate of return for 30 years. What that equates to is in 30 years, that money will be worth $2.6 million. To be exact, 2,681,613 for you analytics out there. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) Now, that $2.6 million, Alex, they owe taxes on that money still, right? Because it's pre-tax money. Correct. So if we do the, the tax analysis here, what is the net? What is their true value there?
1: Sure. If we take 80% of that $2.68 million, we come out with 2.145, $294.40. Okay.
0: So that's the net for twin A. And his or her thought was allowing the pre-tax money to compound take the deduction today transition to twin b twin b right this is after-tax money so if twin b would have put 100,000 because of the tw- same 20% tax bracket we're not going to change it same 20% that means 80,000 is sitting in a roth
1: because they didn't get the deduction and therefore they
0: only were able to put 80 in there They're also gonna put the full 19,000 or after tax, $15,200 per year. So that's 80% of 19,000 is $15,200. Now Twin B is gonna get the same rate of return as Twin A. So same 7%. We take this out 30 years. And what's the net? So this is what they have. This is all tax-free money. If they pull it out past the age of 59 and a half, what's this now worth, Alex?
1: 2.145291. 60 cents difference. It's basically just rounding.
0: It's a rounding error.
1: It is the same.
0: It's the exact same dollar amount.
1: What this tells us is that if your tax rate is the same as you accumulate and as you distribute, it does not matter whether you get the tax deduction up front or whether you get tax-free on the back end.
0: Now, this is on the basis of being in the same tax bracket when you retire. Now, going back to the original statement around being, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket when I retire. The current tax bracket for one hundred thousand dollars married household income is twenty four percent. I'm 22%. sorry, two percent. Twenty two percent. I'm off. I read the wrong column, Alex. Twenty two percent. What does this person need to make to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement? Eighty thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. So, in this example, if they could get to 80,250, they actually do get to go to a lower tax bracket. Maybe, because we don't know what tax brackets will be 30 years from now, because these tax brackets just changed four years ago.
1: Well, and the calculation that we did was an effective tax rate, not a marginal tax rate. Um, And this is One of the things that trips people up all the time, if you make 80,251, it's not as though all 80,251 is now suddenly taxed at 22% versus making 80,250 being taxed all at 12%. We live in a marginal tax bracket structure, which means that for a married filing jointly, and these are 2020 numbers, the first $19,750 are taxed at 10%. The next, or the difference between $19,751 and $80,250 is taxed at 12%. And in our hypothetical example, the other roughly 20 grand is going to be taxed at 22%. So it's only the difference or the marginal amount that is taxed at the higher rate.
0: There's really two main takeaways that I think you should really have in this conversation. A, it's not a given you're gonna be in a lower tax bracket, given all of the variables we just laid out.
1: 100%. (laughs) How big is our debt and how much money did we just print? Right.
0: And B, what control do you wanna have over your taxes? And I mean, 95%
1: of the time, the answer that we come back with for our clients is to create balance, which means that we don't want it to be all one style or all the other style, but helping them understand and do the math and figure out, okay, what income is going to be taxable? What income isn't going to be taxable? And based on today's dollars, like what does that look like knowing that we have no idea how the tax brackets are going to change in the future.
0: Which you just did the perfect segue to our question of the day, Alex.
1: And our question of the day is where do you think taxes are going and have you built that into your financial plan?
0: So head over to, head over to beardmoney.net and at the bottom of the page there's a spot for you to answer that question. If this brought up any ahas, any insights, anything that you haven't thought about, and maybe you want to have a further dialogue with with us, there's a spot for you to also uh, schedule a meeting with us. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins. Cheers.
2: This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Gravity Securities Guardian or quantified financial partners in the stated state of line guardian its subsidiaries agents and employees do not provide tax legal or accounting advice consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation all investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value ryan and alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of park avenue Securities rlc osj 333 north indian hill boulevard claremont california 91711 Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives at the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License, number 153-19412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806, Pinpoint Number 2021125513, Expiration August 2023.